Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. To win it in overtime, he scores! Nathan McKinnon wins it in overtime and the comeback is complete. Trailing 4-2, to the Avs rally all the way back to win it by a final score of 5-4. to four. That is Colorado TV with the call. It is Sean and RJ here on 105 through the fan. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm RJ Choppy. He's Bobby Belt, Peyton and Ryan alongside. And the Stars lose 5-4 in overtime in the game. They were up 3-1, to one, and they were up 4-2 to two with about 10 to play. Yep, that's not, uh, that's not how you want to come out of a game like that, especially at home with Hockey Mike in attendance. Uh, but especially when you come out of there with what what seems like a little bit of a concerning injury, obviously, with Miro going out uh, in this game after he crashed into the net with Wedgwood. And uh, Pete DeBoer said afterwards, yep, we're going to get some tests on that. Hopefully, we'll know some more in the morning. But concerning point right now with Miro potentially out for who knows how long. We'll, we'll find out some more this morning. But we'll find out. Tough loss for them and, uh, just, you know, giving up those three unanswered goals after Miro went out. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to uh, to take because they should have won this game. They should have gotten two points. Absolutely should have. They still got a point. That's good. But this is this really is a a, a nasty one. It's a, it's a nasty one to take. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's one where when you're up by two goals and two separate points, uh, with or without Miro, you've got to close out those games. And ultimately, just didn't get the job done. Right there on a platter for you against a really good Avalanche team. You just dropped yeah. the ball. Or the puck in this instance. Yeah, or or, or the puck. Uh, off tonight, back at it tomorrow at the American Airlines Center against the Nashville Predators. The Preds. 7 o'clock on the puck drop. Mavericks. Mavericks. Mavericks looking for some revenge tonight mm-hmm. uh, against the Portland Trailblazers. The Blazers will come to Dallas again for the the home and home setup here. Literally so- the home and home because they've been home. Both teams were... Uh, the, the Blazers just stayed here. Yes. No, home the other night. No Derek Lively, no Grant Williams. Mavericks will be looking to, uh, you know, hopefully get things on track with a back-to-back here you, without two of their big contributors, especially Lively, who has become such a defensive leader for them and somebody who really helps with their communication on the back end. Grant Williams, I mean, not as much. Uh, been kind of a black hole. What did, what did Bassett give him in crosstalk yesterday? An F, an F grade this season for Grant Williams? Uh, yeah, that's Bassick's fault, though, for having expectations, <laughs> for expectations that are too high. Yeah, I mean, like, what? Give I, it to I, us, Rocket Top. Give us your Grant I'm Williams st- defense. I, it's not defense of Grant Williams. I'm still dumbfounded. People expected him to be the three or four here. He was like eight on Boston. Like, that's your own fault for thinking that he's going to come in here and be a three. If you thought he was going to be an 18-point-a-game guy, that's your own problem. No, it's not 18 points a game. 
it's, but, but it's more the same efficient problem. than he's been. He's been under forty percent for two months. But isn't that his game? Like no, not quite that. And I think you thought he'll with, he'll he'll take a random three pointer every now and then. I think then. you thought with Luca as a distributor and the way that he works that you were going to get easier looks and it was going to set things up nice for him. Uh, and defensively, you have not gotten at all what he should have been. He's six six and he's he's a he's a two guard size playing center. He is playing the, the worst defense of his career. Yeah, that's probably true. And um, so he's not meeting that. But then again, let's be fair. None of you watched Grant Williams in Boston, outside of a few. No, games. people watched uh, Boston's on TV enough that I think people had a pretty okay, good but understanding. Nobody watches regular season NBA basketball out of market at oh. regular season NBA basketball. We yeah, know this. Speak for you in three three seven. We not have the rest of us. we have we have data. It's called ratings. Nobody watches. <laughs> nobody watches out of market NBA games. Nobody was watching Grant Williams play in Boston. Well, that's only Jaws fault. That you overrated Porzingis and you expected too much out of him, uh, and what he's doing in Boston now is what he, what you know you should have been thinking of him, which is like a three, and you overrated Grant Williams thinking he's going to be a three when he's really an eight. You it's not my fault. It's not Grant Williams' fault that Bassick thought he was going to come in here and be Robert freaking Ori. You hear this, Mike? When you lead crosstalk at nine forty, I want you to go after Choppy for All this. Right. All right. So by the way, by the way, you you can't say anything about regular season NBA ratings anymore. We got the IST, bro. And the IST levels the up the tournament. Yeah. Yes, very nice. Okay, here we go, Bobby Belt. Here we go. It is time for Can You Even Watch This Football Game? All right, hit me. All right, these are your Week 18 games and quarterback, quarterback matchups. Here we go. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a four-point favorite over Baltimore. The, the over-unders this week. Guys, if you want a good laugh, go to, the, go to a Vegas Insider and just look at the unders, the over-unders on these games. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, it's 35. Army, Ugh. Navy is generally 30. Okay. <laughs> and this is 35. I think Patriots, Jets are, is 30. It is. Sweet. It is. It's it's like record all low, record time low. Mason Rudolph versus Tyler Huntley. Hey, that's a pro bowler in Tyler Huntley. And Mason Rudolph's played some good football. I can't normally watch Baltimore and Pittsburgh, though, so I'm certainly not going to be able to watch it with backup players. Also expect the Ravens to sit Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, Kevin Zeitler, Kyle Hamilton, and Marlon Humphrey. Uh, Houston and Indy, I could I could get down oh, with this one. I, I will watch this game. This game I'm interested in. Stroud and Gardner Minshew, uh, I could get down with that game. Cleveland and Cincy. It'll be, of course, a Jeff Driscoll Jake Browning special on this one. Nope, not watching that. Nope. Browns uh, are expected to sit Miles Garrett, Amari Cooper, Denzel Ward, and others. Big opportunity for Micah Parsons here. Miles Garrett's going to sit. If Micah Parsons can clean up in a game that he's actually trying in, might be enough to push him over the, the edge for a depoy. All right. The, uh, the Minnesota and Detroit. Detroit's a three point favorite. Nick Mullins. We'll start over Jaron Hall. Uh, he replaced him at halftime last week. Jared Goff will start for the Lions. Now, it would not be shocking if Teddy Bridgewater comes in, or is Hendon Hooker even available yet, or is he still coming off? Yeah, he was because uh, yeah, he was. Um, was he active last week? No, he was not active. But I mean, he was available to be active. I think. Okay, so either way, you might get Teddy Bridgewater and Nick Mullins. You might get Hendon Hooker and Nick Mullins, but you're going to start with Jared Goff against Nick Mullins. Uh, no, Lions still have not a gonna, chance. Not going to watch that game. Not not just Lions. Vikings have a chance to make the playoffs still. Vikings do, have a chance yeah, to yeah. be the seven seed. It, it's it's a they need a number of things to go their way. But I mean, conceivably, you could at AT and T Stadium have the Vikings rolling in next week. Ooh, Nick baby. Mullins. 
Okay, Jacksonville against Tennessee. Titans may be forced to go with Ryan Tannehill. Will Levis still dealing with a foot injury. Uh, Trevor Lawrence dealing with a sprained AC joint, so it could be Tannehill and C.J. Beathard. Did you see Mike Vrabel talk about why he's going to go ahead and just play through the end of the season, regardless of what they have to play for? No, why? They got asked about it, and he goes, because losing sucks. Losing effing sucks. That's why it hurts. It's, uh, just like total football guy answer. Just like, you know, I, I'm not playing for positioning. Losing sucks. It hurts to lose. Yeah. Did, didn't he say he's like super competitive to the point where like he sprints to get to the front of the line do at just, roller coasters? Yeah. Do you think like Vrabel and Dan Campbell, if you had them out at a bar together, are they just like they're arm wrestling leveling up? There's a hundred percent chance they're arm wrestling the entire night. Yeah. To see who's better. Yeah. Absolutely. No doubt. They're doing everything they possibly can. They're gonna, they're gonna crush chairs over I, their I heads. Think you, I think you'd like that. That tri- I think that'd be a good little trio, bar trio. R.J. Choppy, Mike Vrabel, and Dan. Campbell. Hey, those are my kind of people. Those are, are my kind of people. Uh, not a big fan of uh, Vrabel's like tech vest that he wears, the Patagonia vest that'll sometimes rock. Yeah, like he thinks he's Jim Tressel or something. Not a fan of that. Not, not a fan of that. But you know, I can get down with uh, both of them. All right, here we go. How about this one? Trevor Simeon for the Jets. They're a two-point dog to the Patriots. The over-under is 30 and a half against Bailey Zappi. Can you watch? Under. And no, I cannot. I cannot watch a game between the Jets and the Patriots, even if it's week one, uh, much less week 18, when neither one of these teams has anything to play for. I might pop in every now and then just to see. All right, let, let's see how hard the Patriots are actually trying for Bill Belichick in his final game. Here's what I want to happen. I want the Patriots to win this game. I want Bill Belichick, after the game is over, to go full-on Undertaker style and leave his hoodie at midfield. Just take it off and then drop it at midfield like Undertaker did with his hat and his Walk to the locker room shirtless. Just watch it. Like when he was walking out of that house on the ring doorbell (laughs) camera. I want to see that happen. I want to see him go out there and leave leave his headset and his hoodie right there at midfield. Full-on Undertaker style. Atlanta, New Orleans. Three-point New Orleans is the favorite. They are at home. It is uh, Taylor Heineke was limited in practice. If he can't go, it'll be Desmond Ritter and Derek Carr in a must-win game for both teams. They both have playoff chances. Yeah, and both of them have playoff chances and still have something to play for because they are so average. Oh, very average. And so this, in general, is not going to be like a super entertaining game to begin with. I probably am not going to watch a single second of Saints-Falcons job. Could, uh, me neither. Uh, how about Tampa at Carolina? Another game in the 30s. This is a 37.5 point, uh, point uh, total. It'll be Baker. They need to win, so he'll be out there. He's played through some pain. He's got some shots at the ribs last week. And then Bryce Young gets his final start as a rookie, apparently with the second-best offensive coordinator in the NFL. Yeah, that is another one that I'm not going to be too terribly interested in. I'm going to be interested to see it for seeding purposes. Uh, and, and if you get a tie game, if the Buccaneers tie chop, then we have a legitimate shot of getting the Buccaneers as the seven seed and playing the Cowboys, but only in the instance that they tie. You can't get the Buccaneers unless they tie in this game. So do you want to play the Bucs in the first round at AT&T Stadium? Root for a tie between the Panthers and the Buccaneers. Bears, Packers, Fields, and Jordan Love. Green Bay's got a lot to play for. I will watch this probably. Now, who are you rooting for? Uh, I would like the... Packers and Rams to both win because then I would like to play the Packers as the number seven seed, which we can talk about during the next segment when we look at playoff scenarios. But 
Uh, I think that Green Bay is a team that I feel much more comfortable playing than the Rams. So uh, give me give me the Packers in this one because I would not want to play the Seahawks. Seahawks win and Packers lose. Seahawks get in. So <clears throat> now what if this, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do that next time? I want if the Seahawks win and the Rams lose, or the Seahawks the six? I need to get no. I, they're that. the seven. They're the seven then. Yep. Okay. Uh, Denver and the Raiders. Jared Stidham returning to his old stomping grounds, and he will take on Aiden O'Connell. This is a thirty-eight point total. This is I I, I don't know how. I, I would hope I hope they keep Antonio Pierce. I hope they keep him. What an awful game! Which apparently Max Crosby and a couple others have been making the argument for Antonio Pierce to keep the job. Yes, which they, you think he should get? I think he should get it. I think you should get it. I think you should get coach of the year. My biggest takeaway. That's a joke. I don't think you should. My, think my you biggest should. takeaway about this game when you mentioned Aiden O'Connell is how much Aiden O'Connell looks like a guy who, like, he looks like if Nate Lowe ate Nate Lowe. He looks like the kid, the guy we're going to go to the hockey game with in Vegas. Does he? Yeah, but boy, Nick. Maybe it is him. Yeah. They're both in Vegas. They're both in Vegas. He's got the Peyton Russell mustache. He there. does. He does. It's a very bad mustache. I'm sorry, Peyton. <laughs> I don't mean to get you with that one. Uh, Eagles-Giants. Uh, now, keep an eye on live bet possibilities for this game, they say. If the Cowboys get up early, they may sit Jalen Hurts. So, if the Cowboys are up 14-zip, then they may actually put a real quarterback in. All right. Okay. I guess Jalen's not... Uh, well, never mind. I'm not going to nope. go there. Nope, he's running uh, But, you know, maybe Devontae Smith uh, and other people... He may not even play because of the ankle. They may just rest him. And then, of course, you're going to have Tyrod Taylor... Uh, for the Giants, I don't see a way. I don't. I don't see a scenario that Philadelphia covers the five. I don't. I don't. I don't know how they would. No, I mean, I just. I don't trust Philly to cover it all in general. What is that? They're on a really bad run of covers, aren't they? Like I think I'd there's six look. weeks in a row of failing to cover. I have to go look. They they, they were good early on. Now they're terrible. Uh, obviously, Cowboys Commanders. Uh, Dak will start the game, but if they get up big, maybe Cooper Rush or. There's no chance Trey Lance would make an appearance, right? Because he wouldn't be active. I would doubt it. I wish he would be active. That'd be nice if he could get in in the second half. But. Sam Howell will go for Washington. Uh, Seattle, no worries. It's uh, Seattle's two-and-a-half-point favorite over Arizona. You have Geno and Kyler. Seattle still has something to play for. Only two-and-a-half. That's surprising. I wonder if they're leaving it there because by the time they play, they'll know their fate. Is Green Bay a, a noon game? Yes, they are. Yeah. And is and Seattle's a three? Yes. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I guess that's why. Because if Green Bay wins, then they're done. Then they're done. Uh, it'll be just like last year where Seattle won and Green Bay knew that they won, that they were – well, Detroit was done, but Detroit still won. Detroit still beat Green Bay. Uh, Kansas City and the Chargers. This the can't, Kansas City and the Chargers generally would be a high-scoring game, you would think. Herbert Mahomes. The over-under is 35. It yep. is – of course, a Blaine Gabbert Easton Stick special with Will Greer as the backup in L.A. Boy, that does uh, both those names there. Blaine Gabbert and Easton Stick sound like the made-up quarterback names of like a, a, a movie where they can't use NFL names, obviously, because of trademarks. So it's like a game between the the Sharks and the Tigers or something. And then the quarterbacks yeah. are Easton Stick and Blaine Gabbert. Now, how about this one? Travis Kelsey needs 16 yards to get to 1,000. That'll be an eight straight for him. Do they dare play him to get 16 yards and risk it? What does Tay-Tay want? That's what it comes down to, I think. What does Taylor Swift want? Holy cow. Could you imagine they play him and he gets 17 yards and sprains his ankle? 
Did you like, see, by the way, no the Kansas way. City Chiefs? Maybe this was in your, your prep email. Maybe this is where I saw this. I can't remember. Did you see the Brittany Mahomes story? Yeah, I did. $130 bill. Well, she hang tipped. on. Let's, let's save this <laughs> okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. I'll, That's I'll the junk it. drawer, man. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I'll keep it. All right. Uh, Rams and 49ers. Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. The Both Ginger Stafford Bowl. and Purdy, neither will play. The Rams also will sit Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, Ernest Jones, Puka Nakua, um, I'm sorry, Anna shows Puka needs 29 yards to break the NFL rookie record for receiving yards, so they'll probably get it for him and then take him out. Yeah, he did it in 17 games, though. It doesn't count. Asterisk. Uh, McCaffrey and Eric Armstead are already ruled inactive due to injury. So, good luck. Good luck watching this game. The Rams are sitting everybody. They may lose the game and be down to the seven. And that would mean that is who your Dallas Cowboys yeah. welcome at AT&T Stadium as long as you take care of the Washington Commanders. That tells me that they want to play. They want to come. They would rather come Seems here. like they're kind of welcoming it. The Rams? Yep. Otherwise, it'd be like, because you would think, well, why would you just go to Detroit? Like, Detroit seems like the easier route than coming here where Jared you already Goff lost. revenge game. Don't want to screw with it. Don't want to screw with that. Uh, Bills, Miami, no question. That is, if you're not all in on this one, you don't like sports. You don't like competition. Uh, it's, it's, for the NFC, it's for the AFC East for the two seed. It's for the two seed, Josh Allen, Tua. They both will play. Miami's got a spot locked up. Buffalo could miss the playoffs. Who do you think the Chiefs are rooting for? Because there's a good chance loser gets the Chiefs. In the f- in the first round. Right, because Cleveland's already the So who would you who do who would you do you think the Chiefs would be rooting for? They're rooting for Buffalo to win the game. That you think they want to play Miami? I think they would rather play Miami. Hmm. Miami can't win away from home. They've already beat Miami this year. Um I, I think I think they want Miami. I don't I will I would not want any part of Buffalo. So there's your weekend slate in the National Football League. We got a little junk drawer coming up next. The Cowboys do not want to see San Fran. Which team doesn't want to see the Cowboys in the postseason? We've got all your playoff scenarios for you as well. That's all coming up in the expressway, commercial free until eight o'clock next here on 1053 the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good morning, DFW. Sean and RJ here on 105.3 The Fan. Man, it is a football weekend for you. We got 
Uh, no college over the weekend. First weekend. Which, boy, no college football. That's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It is. Peyton, how do you say that word? Nightmare. Nightmare. See, do you hear that, Chop? He says nightmare. We, we were talking about this during the break. I noticed this yesterday during Crosstalk. Choppy doesn't say nightmare. Like He's a M-A-R-E. mirror guy. He says mirror. Nightmare. It I, sounds, mirror sounds. And he, and he said that's how better. everybody says it. Everybody I really say, it I really say it fast, but I, I really say nightmare. Why? It's mean. not spelled that way. But you think most people say it like you do. Yeah, I hear nightmare. I, I hear it fast. <laughs> I can't hear anything other than nightmare now. I hear nightmare. Now that you say it, I hear nightmare. So I say, I don't know. So I say it. Some people say, uh, some people pronounce, uh, I mean, everybody, every, people pronounce words wrong all the time. I know, but this is what sounds like you're willingly like, this is just how I say it. This is how everybody says it. Yeah, it is how I say it. <laughs> it's I often, it, not often. I did. It's I, not often. It is often. Yeah, it it's is, often. It's often. Like but everyone so. else says it. Who? Says often. Oh, a bunch of people. I mean, I, yeah. What you, you guys have given me crap for the way I say, <laughs> the way I say tour. Tour? No, the, you guys say like tour, like you tour something. PGA tour. I say tour, tour, <laughs> tour. I I thought I said it the right way. Man, tour. when I was in, uh, we went to play this golf course um, near. It was near Augusta. We went to the Masters. I went to play this course near there. It's called Sage Valley, and that part of the country. This there's that little pocket of the country where I think they still think it's like 1840. Yeah, I mean, the Masters has a history of treating right. like it's 1840. And they pronounce the words so weird that they, they don't call it a tournament. They call it a tournament. <laughs> a tournament. Oh, y'all here for the tournament. Yeah, for and the I'm like, it's, it's, like, it's just very, like, Savannah-y. It's you, know, you know what weird, Kristen, Kristen for a long time said, and her whole family said, her mom still fights me on this. Her mom will call it Kroger's. I say Kroger's. I'm a big but it's Kroger's not. Guy. I, I, I mean, there's more. And she's than like, one. "Well, you say Albertsons." I'm like, "Cause there's a second S in it. There's an S at the end of Albertsons. Yeah, not I know. At Kroger. I know. It, it's not. It's not. It's not Kroger's. I know it's not. But I, I will catch myself saying Kroger's every now and then. So it doesn't say Kroger. I don't say Tom Thumbs. I don't I'm say Tom, Tom Thumbs. Thumbs either. But the, man, their prices. You might as well put an S on there sometimes. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll say Kroger's every now and then. I definitely say Albertsons. I don't say Albertson. Two eight one. My wife says crayons as crowns. That's that's weird, man. Crowns and crayons. Crayons is say weird. Crayons. crayons is weird. Crowns is weird. It's very weird. What what is your uh, weird <laughs> colloquial pronunciation? Hit us up on the truckrec.com fan page. Unprecedented. Boy, boy, Chris was talking oh, s about man. your 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 way of saying unprecedented. I'm a big fan of Bill Barnwell. He went through each team's fatal flaws of the nine that have clinched a playoff spot. And and the so each fatal flaw, but the one team they also least want to see. Okay. All right. We'll have to go through all of them. But uh, you know, Cleveland, but uh, by the way, they also have the chances of winning the Super Bowl. So those Super Bowl odds are from ESPN's Football Power Index. So Cleveland has less than a 1% chance of winning the Super Bowl. I believe it. That They're, is a tough conference. It is. Their fatal flaw is turnovers. Um, and the team they don't want to see is Houston. H-Town. to be interesting. Uh, the Texans have turned the ball over on just 7% of their possessions this season, second lowest rate. The Browns forced two takeaways to get out of the big lead, uh, to get out to a big lead against the Texans in a comfortable victory. But... That was with Case Keenum. C.J. Stroud returned for Sunday's blowout win over the Titans. will be back in the mix. And 
the Browns, and they could face the Browns in the wild card matchup if they were to win. So they don't want the Texans. Boy, that is really that is really impressive from the Texans that they turn the ball ball over that little. Given the fact that I mean you've got a rookie quarterback, when yeah. you have a rookie quarterback, especially one like Stroud, who is considered kind of a like you know big faith in his arm, gunslinger type. That that's really impressive. D'Amico Ryan's has done such a fantastic job there. As has Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator, one of the guys we talked about earlier today when we were talking about the best offensive coordinators in the league. But I mean, you look at the fact that Stroud, they've had to have Keenum start a couple different games. Keenum and Stroud almost have the same amount of interceptions. Stroud's thrown 473 passes, Keenum's thrown 53. Like that tells you how well CJ Stroud has protected the ball. Wow. It, it's really impressive for such a young football team that they protect the ball as well as they do, because that's usually one of the killer things for young football teams is turnovers. All right, next up, the Rams. Chance to win the Super Bowl 1%. Their fatal flaw is kicking. Uh, no, they were, they, they were, got Brett Maher, baby. Yeah. Money Maher. So they've won six of seven since their Week 10 bye. Their lone loss came in overtime to the Ravens. Um, now, it actually, kicking went their way last week, where the Giants, their fourth kicker of the season, Mason Crosby, missed a 54-yarder. Um, McVay's team is last in the NFL in value gained on field goals and extra points. They've hit on just 81% of their field goal and extra point attempts in 2023. 31st of the league. Only the Patriots have been worse. They are, they started the season with Brett Maher. Uh, and then they cut Maher in October and replaced him with Lucas Haversick, who'd been on the practice squad of the Browns. He wasn't any better. And now they're going back to Maher for the final week of the regular season. Who do they want to avoid? This is this is this is going to hit you. In the, this is going to hit you in the, in the stomach. The Cowboys. No, Tampa, because they don't want to be cruel to Brett Maher, making him kick in their postseason game. That's mean. That's mean. That's man. mean from Bill Barnwell. That is very mean. By the way, I don't think they have any chance of playing Tampa unless both make the NFC Championship game. You know what? You know what's absolutely wild. Is that you? You mentioned there they're eighty-one percent or whatever it is, and and that was second to last league. This tells you how efficient kicking has become at the NFL level. Adam Vinatieri, who led the NFL in field goal percentage three different times in his career, just retired a couple years ago. For his career, he was an eighty-three percent kicker, and eighty-one percent is now second to last in the league. Yeah, I think Vanderjat at one point when he held, held the record as the most accurate kicker in NFL history, he was at like eighty-six percent or something. Yeah, he was at first career. He was eighty six percent, and now eighty one is damn near bottom league. of the league. It's yeah, just become such league. an efficient position. It really has that that it stands out when somebody like Brett Maher has a meltdown. And game. everyone still puts Vinatieri as the goat. Man, it Justin Tucker. It is Justin. Oh, Tucker, Jay Tuck, man. hook him. Jay Tuck. Uh, Philadelphia. What are their chances to win the Super Bowl? Phil is zero percent with that football team mm. right now. Uh, realistically, they're probably going to say what three percent, one point nine. That's generous. Their fatal flaw is pass defense. Uh, they wonder, frustrated Eagle fans might wonder why we're being so specific by picking on one flaw. <laughs> now, their pass defense had a 70, had 70 regular season sacks. It was about to light up the Giants and the 49ers in the postseason. And they lose Jonathan Gannon. They lose Jason uh, Javon Hargrave. Oh, they wanted to lose Jonathan Gannon. They He's did, an though. awful defensive coordinator. Fire him. He's terrible. He only, you know, coached the defense that led the NFL. I remember one of the greatest tweets last year from an Eagles fan was, it's hard to communicate to people that Jonathan Gannon's bad at his job when the Eagles are about to set a record for sacks, but he's really bad at his job. I wish mm. people could understand that. And it's then it's like, well, here you are. 
Yeah, Philadelphia is 29th in QBR allowed. 817 wants you to quit biting your nails, by the way. That's Sarah. The, I don't know. It says 817 Choppy, quit biting your nails. All right. <laughs> it's probably Bassick. Probably is her. <laughs> I, I got a I got a I got a hangnail here thing. Not a hangnail, but it's like it's like digging into my skin Ugh. and it hurts. Uh Philly is 29th the QBR allowed. Uh they've allowed 34 TD passes, one short of Washington for most in the National Football League. Uh <laughs> Oh man. This is this is a shot. The Eagles turn average quarterbacks they face this season into a typical performance from Dak Prescott. Who's going to be the outskirts of the MVP discussion? Okay, that's not a shot. Never mind. That, that's a big pray. That, that, I mean, that's praise. a shot at the Eagles' pass defense, is. which is awful. Uh, they do not want to face the Niners, uh, who beat them forty-two to nineteen. Next one's Detroit. Detroit Super Bowl odds two point two. Their their fatal flaw is beating pressure. Goff is one of the smoothest quarterbacks in the game with time to throw. Seventy-seven QBR without pressure, third best mark for any quarterback. Uh, he was fifth in twenty twenty-two, uh, but. No quarterback in the league has a bigger discrepancy when facing pressure than him. He has a 68-point QBR difference between how he performs without pressure versus with. That's significant, 68. When not pressured, his QBR is 77. When pressured, his QBR is under 9. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Uh, second worst completion percentage over expectation under pressure he's thrown eight picks on just 135 pass attempts under duress that's more than twice the league average for pressured quarterbacks um so there you go their team they want to avoid the dallas cowboys Ooh, i think the dallas cowboys want to avoid the detroit lions oh explain i don't think that you want to welcome that angry hornet's nest mm. Two three weeks after what happened in there, I don't, I don't think you want to welcome that back into AT and T Stadium. And the Lions showed you they could, they can hang with you. They can play with you at AT and T Stadium in a way that nobody else really has this year. Okay, well here's what the write up says: the Lions fans might feel they should have beaten the Cowboys after that controversial scenario on the two point play at the end of the game, but Detroit was outplayed by Mike McCarthy's team for most of the contest. The Cowboys lost a fumble through the end zone for a touchback and were in a position to seal the win late. Before that questionable tripping call and Peyton Hendershot, the Lions can beat anybody on their day, but there are far more comfortable matchups for the Lions in the NFC. I mean, yeah, I agree that I think you know the that CD play, the fumble through the end zone. But let's not forget, I mean, that was a a big time swing on the Dak TD pass to CD Lamb. Oh yeah, that that was a play that very easily could have been a safety. It could have been a safety. It could have been a uh, a strip sack. I mean, it could have been. I mean, right? I mean, it could have been. That's a nine point swing right there. So yeah, you lose. They lose the fumble out of the end zone, but they gain that. I mean, I I I don't know that I want to see Detroit here. I I, I would not want to play Detroit. I would pick Dallas to beat Detroit. Don't mistake it. I I would absolutely pick the Cowboys in that game. Yeah. But I I don't want to mess with an angry, motivated Dan Campbell football team, especially after Detroit just came in here and they outgained you. Like Detroit played you pretty close. This wasn't just some fluky performance. Like Detroit played you really well, and Detroit's a talented football team. Yeah, they had what almost almost 100 yards more on the ground. Yeah. Um, I, it's it, it would be a tight game. It would be a tight game. I think. Uh, number five, Miami. Their chance to win the Super Bowl is about four percent. Their fatal flaw is red zone defense. Their fatal flaw is playing teams that are good. Their fa yeah, fa fa uh, fatal flaw is road games too. Uh, teams to avoid the Buffalo Bills. 
Bills have been the league's second-best offense inside the red zone this year, 65% of the touchdowns. Tied for the fourth-most most trips inside the 20 for any team, meaning they get into the red zone nearly as often as any NFL team. When these two teams played in Week 4, the Bills were 5 of 6 in the red zone. Dolphins need to stop that from happening again this weekend. Next up, the Chiefs at four. They're we percent- haven't gotten to the Cowboys yet. No, we've not. Ooh. Their chance of winning the Super Bowl is 4%. Their fatal flaws catching passes. <laughs> that sucks. Oh, man. Patrick Mahomes is throwing the shortest average pass in the NFL and ranks 28th in the league in QBR and deep throws. Look, he took Dante Hall's advice. Become yeah. check down Brady. Check Everything down. underneath. Check down. Andy Reid's wideouts are dropping about 7.5% of the passes thrown in that direction. Worst mark in the NFL by a comfortable margin. Who do they want to avoid? The Believe Land Browns. Jim Schwartz's defense in Cleveland has a league-best QBR against running backs and tight ends this season. Take away those options. Take away those safety valves. Only the Panthers have allowed fewer receiving yards per game to backs and tight ends in the Browns. A matchup where Holmes needs to throw to his wide receivers might not go well. Number three, the, 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 the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Chance of the Super Bowl is what? Um, 12%. 11.9. You read my email. No, uh, I did not. Don't, don't shawn me. Don't shawn me. Their fatal flaw is run defense. Cowboys are built to be bullies. They've got a great passing attack designed to get in the head in early contests or at the very least dare teams to chase them in shootouts. Once they get a league, they make you one-dimensional. It is curtains. Pass rush is too dominant when they can pin their ears back, go to the QB. Secondary has too many ball hawks. If you toss the ball at 40, 50 yards down the, or 40 or 50 times, they will nab one or two. If you get an early lead, though, you've got a shot. They're not effective when they're forced to drop back. Uh, they're forced into a drop back passing attack. Most notably, they struggle to stop the run. 31st or 31th, as I've said before, in defensive success rate against the run, meaning opposing offenses stay ahead of schedule or pick up first downs or touchdowns on the ground at the NFL's second highest rate against them. A team that doesn't have Van Der Esch right now and uses a 200-pound converted safety in Marquise Bell as a starting safety most weeks doesn't want to be in a position to chase down ball carriers over and over and over again. Fair. That's fair. Uh, we've seen this prop up in their losses. In week three, the Cardinals ran the ball 30 times for 222 yards, two scores. The 12th most rushing yards by any team in a single game all season. San Fran dropped 41 carries and 170 yards of their blowout win a couple weeks later. They held, they did hold Christian McCaffrey to 51 yards on 19 attempts. The Bills sealed the image of the Cowboys, though, racking up 266 on 49 carries. 25 carries for 179-yard performance from James Cook. They are not the biggest team at the second and third level. Their issues on defense haven't really been about tackling. They're getting out-muscled at the line of scrimmage. Opposing rushers average two and a half yards before first contact against the Cowboys, 23rd in the league. In their losses, that figure rises to 3.0, which is 29th. Without slowing those backs down, the Cowboys allow running backs to reach 15-plus miles an hour at the eighth highest rate of any NFL team. Nearly 22% of opposing carries reach 15 miles an hour. It's not good. That's not good. So I can guess who the team they want to avoid is. Well, I know the team they want to avoid. There's only one team. Right, they well, give, w- give me both. The team you think and the team that they should be. Uh, well, I mean, it's the same one. It's the same one. It is 
the San Francisco 49ers. Well, you don't want to play that football team. Yep. You've seen their two recent playoff games and the blowout loss this year. The Niners convert 29% of their rush attempts into first downs, second best rate, and 46% of their runs result in successful plays with the offense by EPA, fourth best. McCaffrey's calf injury could complicate things, but he's got 20 days off. Mason, Jordan Mason had 10 carries for 69 yards. Nice. Nice. When these two teams played earlier in the year. Yeah, look, I, I don't have a ton of confidence that much has changed for the Cowboys since week five. I, I mean, do you, do you feel like the, there's anything different about this team? I yeah. mean, the team's obviously different in certain ways, but do you think anything's different about that matchup? I, I think if, you know, if they go up and play the, the 49ers tomorrow on, on a neutral field, I think San Francisco probably beats you by 14 to 17 points. That's just where I, I, I think it is. It is a nightmare nightmare matchup nightmare nightmare by the way we're getting several contributions for the things that everybody mispronounces the things they say 214 says mike bassick doesn't say opinion he says opinion Uh, he says opinion 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 uh (laughs) i can't pronounce that a lot of people up here in wisconsin the older folk pronounce wash as worse do you ever get that the uh the the yankee thing saying worse or worse you think it's a yankee thing that's where i've heard it from people before up north in the Yankees, I've heard them say it. I've always thought that was a like a uh, like an Alabama. Ten- that was big in Tennessee. Was or, it Washington? Warsh- yeah, well, yeah, and that's time. the other thing. Some Washington here. Two one four says library pronounced as library. Library got that one there. Irregardless says two one four, which is not a word. And I think that's what they're pointing out. Uh, four six nine Chick Fil A. Uh, correct was uh, Chick Fil A. How my southern butt says it. Chick Fil A instead of Chick Fil A. So. You can keep sending in your mispronunciations on the truckrex.com. Fantex is 877-881-1053. All right. Now, more coming in. Uh, we ain't scared of Detroit. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a, there's no – and somebody else said, Bobby, you sound scared. It's not scared. Like, you guys also said sounded scared the first time the, the San Francisco playoff game came around. I was like, hey, this is a team that can challenge you. And then they beat you, okay? So, like, you just have to have a healthy respect for there are ways that these teams can challenge you. I would pick Dallas against anybody but San Francisco. But there are ways that those teams can challenge you, and they can beat you on a given Sunday. Uh, another one, to be fair, we fumbled on the one and had a fumble recovery that should have been challenged. We would beat them down and play them again. I don't remember that fumble recovery that should have been challenged. I don't recall that either. Um, Dallas outplayed Detroit pretty handily. They fumbled a ball through the end zone. Uh, they'd be favored again by five against Detroit. Uh, let's see. Have we outgained any team on the ground this season? It's a good question. Bobby, the Cowboys are the Dolphins. The only good team we beat with certainty was Philly, and we know now they weren't any good. I will say that one thing that that I they beat Detroit. Detroit's a good team, right? They are, and I do say I do think this. You know, the Cowboys are much better when they know a team when they're familiar with them. If they play Detroit again, that'd be the third time they faced them in a year. I I I think I think that they would be that that's that's that's, that's big. It's a lot of familiarity. That's familiarity right there. They're they're no longer an uncommon opponent, as uh, as coach would say. <laughs> it's just like anything. It's just like anything. Uh, so the Cowboys were a twelve percent chance to win the Super Bowl. Number two is Baltimore at twenty nine percent. So there's a gap. Oh, so number one is not the Baltimore Ravens. No. So their fatal flaw is fumbles, and they want to avoid Cleveland. The Browns have forced fumbles on three percent of snaps. Sounds like a lot of people want to avoid Cleveland for any defense. Jags behind them at two point seven. Um, so there you go. And the number one is San Francisco with a 35% chance of winning the Super Bowl. And the team they want to avoid is Baltimore. Yeah. This one seems a little obvious. We just saw it a couple weeks ago, but. 
Baltimore has been the NFL's best starting team. They've been the they're the best first quarter plus sixty six, and the best first half plus one forty two in point differentials, making them the most likely team to get out to an early lead against the Niners. And as we saw in Christmas, if they get that lead, watch out. Watch out. That's the, I mean, honestly, to me, I think we are heading to that collision course, though. Ravens 49ers. That's what the Super Bowl is. That's that's going to be my pick at the start of the playoffs. Sorry to spoil it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think if if you can get somebody to pick off San Francisco for you before the NFC title game, that is going to be the best shot for the Cowboys. The Cowboys need somebody to do their dirty work for them. Yeah. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models. Like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. All right, there you go. There's your fatal flaws. Let's do a little junk drawer. Did you know that Benjamin Franklin invented the junk drawer? Junk I'll let you start, Bobby. Okay, so Texas colleges, this was an interesting story I saw from the Dallas Morning News. They were talking about what Texas colleges spend on official visits for football recruits. And this is all public information that you can get from universities and everything else. This is wild, though. From June 23rd to 25, so this is a three-day weekend, the University of Houston spent almost $47,000 to host nine prospective recruits, including DeSoto three-star offensive lineman Ron L. McClain, the 10th best offensive lineman and 79th overall player on Sports Day's Top 100 Recruits list. Nearly six months later, he remembered going bowling with then-head coach Dana Holgerson and his staff. Because they have a competitive edge. It was still like a visit, but they were still trying to beat me. I like that. That trip to Pinstripes Bowling Alley cost $4,800 on its own. And you say, man, that's a, a, a lot of money there. McLean also mentioned uh, this Taste of Houston event that they had at the stadium. Oh, they yeah. had uh, barbecue catered. Whatever. That cost $5,000 right there. Woo, so you go, boy, woo, that's woo. a lot of money to spend in one weekend. $47,000 on recruits. 
that same weekend that McLean went to Houston, the University of Texas's athletic department hosted at least 20 recruits, according to university records. Four of the six Dallas area players listed as attendees were guys like Colin Simmons from Duncanville, the number one player on Sports Day's Top 100, Alex January, Allen, uh, you had uh, Lovejoy wide receiver Parker Livingstone. So different players that were there. How much do you think they spent, Choppy, on 20 players for a weekend? If Houston spent $47,000 on nine kids, what do you think Texas spent on 20? Uh, uh, so $100,000. Eight hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollars in one week. I'm sorry, what was that? Eight hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollars. That's more than Brock Purdy's salary this year for the Forty Nine. Oh my God! Now, who was on that? Was it Mar- was this Arch Manning weekend? Or no, this- no, no. This was this, this was, was this year. Yeah, this was this year. So this is Colin Simmons from Duncanville, big recruit that oh they landed, top to kid. But my word, you said Texas spent almost a million dollars. Just hosting 20 kids for a party basically over a weekend. That is absolutely wild. There, there's got to be, and, and this doesn't just go like, okay, it's just a Texas thing. Texas Tech spent nearly $194,000 on two visits in June attended by several area, Dallas area players. So, man, they are just throwing money at the wall. But Texas, one weekend, is spending almost a million dollars. And that's the thing. You feel like University of Houston dropping 50 grand on kids. That seems like a sizable investment. That's why it's it's hard to keep up here in this modern age it while is. Texas is spending damn near a million. Guess what? You don't need to spend any money. You just need to show them the love. You just you just approach them with a guaranteed NIL deal. Well, I mean, like, look, if you, are you going to go? Where are you going to go? Are you going to get wine and dine and get an NIL deal at uh, one school and get a million bucks a year, or are you going to be the quarterback that they don't even they don't even bring you to campus? They say here. Here you go. Here's four years, eight million. But I million. mean, if you're, you're going to spend, if you're going to get right? NIL from big programs anyway, you you got to separate yourself from those big programs. So they had to invest a million dollars. All right, let's make this Austin experience as awesome as possible for these 20 kids. A million dollars. That is absolutely what. That means what Houston basically spent on those nine kids. Texas was spending on average on one of those kids. God. 50 grand in a weekend oh, okay. on one kid. Wow. that, that That's obscene. Uh, boy, you know, the world needed, the world needed this because Taylor Swift brought her into the cool club. They brought, she brought Brittany Mahomes into the cool kids. She is Brittany Mahomes with an acoustic guitar. I've always said it. Well, so Patrick and and Brittany started dating in high school. They tied the knot in 2022. She is the wife of the KC quarterback. She has basically rubbed people the wrong way, but there is a server who says that Brittany and her crew racked up a bill of $130. It doesn't sound that big of a bill for a crew, to be honest. It does not. It does not. She wasn't invited to Taylor's outing, clearly, if she's only spending 130 And somebody said, they said that no one she worked with received a gratuity from the, quote, genuinely unpleasant Mahomes Ugh. over the course of her stay. It's pretty bad. Have you ever zero-tipped? No. Like like you've never as a statement just said No. No, I've done it a couple times. No. Never have. I, I did it a couple times. One one time it was the I mean server- the only time I would have as I would have wrote zero on the tip, or I would leave I would write cash and I would leave sure. cash. So no, this is I gave I, I gave nothing on two different occasions. One of them was uh we were taking my grandmother out for Mother's Day and this server was just being kind of a jerk the whole time for no reason, and I couldn't figure out why. And then at the end of it, my grandmother, my 
damn near 80 year old grandmother hands her phone over to him and goes will you take a picture of us please on mother's day and he's like yeah sir i got a lot going on and he just walked off and i was like you're getting nothing dude wow. so i made sure he got nothing uh and then the other time was uh i was at um bj's brew house and i walked in and i was like can i get a shot and a beer and i went yep i got me a shot and a beer shot and a beer huh 45 minutes later i was like can i get another shot and a beer and they're like uh no i was like is there a limit and like this is that we had just started the night it's not like i'd been out before this was like is there some sort of drink limit? And they're like, it's server's discretion. It's like, okay, you can get me the bill now. I'm leaving. Wow. Were you being loud? No. Wait, they're trying to protect you. No. They're I was trying at, to protect you. I was like just starting the night. I wasn't like, it wasn't even my friend group really. And so I was kind of quiet. Like I was just sitting back on my phone, ordered two drinks. It had been 45 minutes. I had a shot and a beer. That was it. And they wouldn't bring me more. So I was like, all right, you get nothing, dude. Zero tip. Maybe wow. that's what happened to Brittany Mahomes. Do you see that new law uh, that's coming to Texas? The uh, uh, there are several new laws coming to Texas. Which one are you talking about? Uh, the if if you are a drunk driver and you uh, you you get into an accident, you kill somebody, that you are liable for child support. I like that. I like that. You don't. You look like you're. You've got some reservation. Uh, I said that I don't. I said that I don't like it. Uh, I, I, I'm, Slippery I'm, slope. I'm more. Con- I'm more interested in like how they're gonna. Like let's say you're let's say Peyton's driving. Peyton is over the influence. He is not at fault in the accident. Somebody hits him. Eight one seven. BJ's did that to my boss after two beers in two hours. She didn't receive a tip either. Look at that. So maybe that's a BJ's thing. Maybe that's just maybe the that service there at BJ's. Yeah, it is. But no, but like let's say Peyton gets to an accident. Peyton's over the legal limit. Mm-hmm. He gets to an accident. He's not at fault. He gets T-boned. But the other person's car. Goes off the bridge, explodes, whatever, they die. Mm-hmm. Peyton's not at fault, but he is over the legal limit. Is he liable? Probably. That's not fair. He didn't uh, do anything wrong. I mean, well, he was driving drunk. But but he didn't he did cause the accident. Right? But he you was know? driving drunk. He did uh, do something on, wrong. Hang on. But I was we're being safe. <laughs> well, we're splitting hairs here. I was being safe. Okay. He didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I don't like, think we're splitting hairs. We are. We this are because pretty... he was not at fault. He was not at fault. So I don't know. I just asked questions. Got some questions about it. Very technical. You're an asker of questions. Man. I am an a- I am very technical. I am an asker of questions. So that's just the one I know. Boy, this is uh this is pretty bad. This this story I saw from uh the UK. A man has pleaded not guilty to the manslaughter of a woman who died at a slapping therapy workshop. Wait, say that again? Slapping therapy. It's a form of alternative medicine. And the man died? The workshop involves this very... No, the, this no, woman start, died. Start the She's, whole thing over. This 71-year-old uh, UK woman died. And it's not that she got slapped so hard at the slapping therapy workshop. It's that she had type 1 diabetes and she stopped taking her medication in form of the holistic therapy of slapping where you receive slaps to the where? face on the face yep to the face and uh so it involves therapy where patients are slapped or slap themselves repeatedly and so he's being charged now as part it's a 6 uh, year old man actually from the state of washington is being charged in the uk for this uh here's the thing that i think is this is the the bad thing that i'm gonna say or, or the, the this is my peyton russell take for the day mm-hmm if you stop taking your medication for something that could potentially kill you in the name of, I'm going to let somebody slap me across the face and this will fix my diabetes. Diabetes? I think you you kind of got to hold that L yourself. I, I don't think that you can charge the guy for his slapping therapy. He's an idiot, clearly, but I think it's pretty idiotic to say, I'm going to stop taking my medication 
in favor of getting slapped by this 60-year-old man. Yeah, I can see that. I, I don't think the guy should be held responsible for no. somebody being that stupid. And that's a personal responsibility that's, thing right That's there. how I feel about that, it. That's personal responsibility. Okay. There is your drunk, uh, junk. I almost said drunk drawer. <laughs> well, junk. I mean, it, it was if Peyton's just going to sit in his car Peyton's. drunk and get hit. <laughs> Stop causing that disease. All right. Junk drawer here on 105.3. The fan Clarence Hill, Fort oh. Worth Star Telegram, joins the show next on 105 through the fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 